The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey gang, welcome back to Out of Bounds. I'm Phil. As always, I'm joined by my main man, my co-pilot, Kyle. What's happening? Hey buddy. Um, you know, just I'm still trying to come with ter- to terms with what unfolded in this Super Bowl. Uh, it was not what I or my my teammates on the Philadelphia Eagles were hoping for. Uh, you know, I, I've I've taken this one very 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 heavily to heart. Um, but we're, we're okay. You know what I mean? We're, we're, we're trucking forward. Um, you know, this has kind of been, uh, this has kind of been the, the, the running story for, uh, Philly fans this year. That's the third team professional team for this city, uh, that has lost a championship within 99 days of each other. So, um, you know, but who's got the Phillies who, yeah, 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 exactly. So, you know, we, we got the Phillies who lost, we got the Eagles who lost, and uh, you know, the old union. So, you know, it's it's been a it's been a bit of an eye opener. It's it's uh you know, they're they're good days to be Philadelphia fans, but also really difficult days to be Philadelphia yeah, fans. I mean, you know, we we've got the Sixers who are sure to break our hearts because they're not good enough to win a title. Uh, but they're good enough yeah. to probably get close and and uh, really, yeah. really hurt our feelings here coming up soon uh, after the All-Star break. So looking forward to that. Um, I enjoyed yeah. the Super Bowl probably a little bit more than you. I was on the Chiefs. Uh, I had some other things I was really proud of in my my prop market. Um, and I know you want to talk a little bit about yours and what went right. Um, got the purple slash blue Gatorade, right, which I felt was, was a really sharp play. Um, it was big. Also one. got, yeah, uh, hit the tails on the the coin toss also went with a little chiefs to win the coin toss and then i double dipped and i took chiefs to win the coin toss and win the game that one was plus 300 and i even went a little crazy kyle i took tails on the coin toss opening touchback followed by first pass completion and that thing was plus 400 so that was that was a pretty cool hit the to uh to start the day plus the chiefs won yeah, yeah, those are uh, those are all good ones, and uh, I know that we talked, um, you know, with with Slav about, you know, kind of our, our Super Bowl where we where we were, what we liked, um, and you know, a lot of the props that we were going through, and and realistically, I think we both did really really well. Um, I, I mean, I I hit a lot of of mine as well. Um, you know, I know we talked about uh, either team to score three unanswered times. No was plus one thirty five. You know that that hit. Um, will there be an octopus? Uh, I know that we kind of stayed off it. I know we stayed off it, but you know I brought this up in the show. A Jalen Hurts running touchdown plus a Jalen Hurts running two point conversion. Very possible. Exactly what happened. Um, <clears throat> obviously, the happy hour. Super boost with Kelsey and AJ Brown plus 100 on DK hit. Um, uh, the 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 Jersey one I didn't bet 
and I'm I'm glad that that slop and you talked me out of it. The combined number of all touchdown scorers under one sixty and a half. Um, I'm I didn't bet it, so I'm glad you guys talked me out of it. Um, but you know, first rushing type touchdown rushing was, or I'm sorry, first touchdown type being a rushing touchdown was plus one sixty. That hit. Um, I had hurts anytime touchdown. You know, plus one hundred nine. Uh, at Caesars, it was there. Uh, it hurts plus 600 for two times, anytime touchdowns. And I had hurts first touchdown plus 700. So Ooh. all of those hit, um, which were very nice. Uh, all the hurts rushing props that we were on hit. Um, oh yeah. I'm Mahomes yep. under Mahomes under, I, I bet it before the game. Um, and they, they gave me an extra yard, but it was Mahomes under 296 and a half. Uh, we, I, I mentioned 295 and a half on the show with slop, uh, but that hit as well. You could have yeah, you could have sold a hundred yards back. Yeah, and I've been fine. You know yeah. what I mean? It's it's yep. just it's just where you know what I am. Um the biggest surprising one for me, I think, that that didn't I was on tails as well. We you know, John's corn guy was was dead on. Um so you know that was that was nice. Uh the one that didn't hit for me that was surprising was uh the Kelsey over seven and a half receptions. Um because he he was open a lot in that game and i know one of the things that kind of kicked that down a little bit was the fact that the chiefs especially in the first half didn't have a ton of time of possession so you know that one didn't hit but you know all in all you know the gainwell one hit Devontae smith and aj brown both over five and a half receptions um their stuff so we we did really really well in the super bowl props this year yeah i mean and, and you can tell um you know, just by the the show that we did with Slop, there was a lot of props. But in the, the you know, this is not an advertisement for the the book club, but it should be because I I dropped I think sixty props in the the picks department on a Super Bowl day. You know, with all the super boost around the the uh, bet three sixty five, all three super boost hit uh, plus one hundred, plus one seventy five, and plus one hundred. So that was pretty sweet. Um, so just you know, get in the book club at thedgens.net. Three free days, um, you know it's not Na- it's NASCAR season, baby. The back to back days we hit uh, Alex Bowman for the pole winner sixteen to one. Tonight we hit Eric Almirola to win the duel twelve to one. Hit them both. Join the book club. But this show is not about the book club, and it's not about the Super Bowl, Kyle. We're talking football. We're talking spring football. The XFL is back. That's true. Um, I, I mean we. We've been waiting for this, right? Um, oh, I know yeah. we were. We got our we got our start really, um, you know, on on absolute degeneracy by, uh, you know, being big time USFL fans, and although that hasn't changed, we are also very big XFL fans. So this is something that uh, you know, I think anybody who really watched it, I know that there's a lot of issues with it as a whole. But anybody who watched it or watches reruns of it back in the in the McMahon days loves what was there. I mean, it was pure entertainment. It's it was a a a much grittier, dirtier football than we see, you know, even at the time, but certainly more than we see today. Uh, But, man, the entertainment value back then was just fucking unmatched. And, you know, I think that still remains today. And, you know. They the XFL tried to kick it up, um, 
you know, right before the whole COVID scenario happened and, and it kind of got kicked away. And then one of my favorite people of all time, Dwayne, the rock Johnson comes in, comes to the rescue with all that goddamn Disney money. And, uh, you know, here we are now and we get almost no time between football. And, you know, because we're going to have the XFL coming up, USFL is going to follow that up. And then very shortly after that, the NFL season will be back in. So this is like uh, it's like it's Christmas in, in February, my man. It, it, it's awesome. You know, um, the, it's no secret that the NFL is everybody's favorite. It's it's the king. It's a wagon. Um, so, I mean, what's better than than more football. I know it's not the NFL, but there's some names we'll recognize as we'll, we'll get into. Um, but we're going to get, get football on Saturdays and Sundays for the next, what, 12 weeks. And then yeah. USFL's back. So, I mean, it's, it's awesome, man. And, and, you know, in, in 2020, this was a good product before COVID shut everything down. Um, you know, week two, week three, four, five. I mean, it was a good product. Good football started being played and um, you know, I'm I'm excited for it. So I feel like we should start with with some of the rules because it's it's going to be a little bit different. So this is the boring part of the show. Um, but it looks like they're making an effort to uh, speed up the game and, and create a little more action. So there's a 35 second play clock instead of what we see in the NFL with the 40. Um, and then, you know, the the tiered extra points are back. So uh, you can go. Uh, you know, from the two yard line for one point, the five yard line for two points, the 10 yard line for three points. So you're never really out of it, um, you know, with the point after touchdowns, which is which is pretty cool. Um, the, the clock will run a little bit more. There's only a 10 minute halftime. Uh, so there's a lot of a lot of cool things going on. You can even, Kyle, uh, attempt to keep the ball, not with just an onside kick, but in the fourth quarter, you can do a fourth and 15 conversion from your own 25 yard line to try and keep the ball. Yeah. Um, and, and that's something that, uh, you know, all of these things are, are put in place for, you know, a combination of scoring and rate of play. And that's what, <clears throat> that's what the USFL did so well. And that's what the XFL is going to continue and build off of. And, um, the 35 second clock is, is awesome. I mean, you think about it, that's, you know, that's you know if if you're if you're trying to bleed down a clock and you have the ball you know just just taking you know three or four downs that's 20 more seconds on the clock for the team receiving the ball so you know five seconds doesn't really seem that like that much but realistically when you get down in those games i mean every second is 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 you know invaluable so you know a lot yeah, of I mean, people if you're thinking, talk about that i was just going to say if you're thinking you know 100 plays per game you know, suddenly you've got 500 more seconds, which is nearly, what is that, eight and a half minutes of gameplay? I mean, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you think, you know, one of the big things about football is everybody says, you know, it's a, uh, you know, it's a game of inches. It's a game of of, of seconds. Um, you know, each one matters, especially as you get down deeper into these, in these games. And I think that's huge. Um, you know, personally, I absolutely hate watching you know and and i i feel like you can back me up on this um but i absolutely hate watching onside kicks in the nfl i i think it's outdated it's a it's a a form of of pure luck i would rather see 
what these athletes can do. And, um, you know, when you go through and you watch an entire game just to watch, you know, a team have to try and kick a ball in a weird way and get a certain type of bounce that happens 12% of the time or even less than that. It's like 2% of the time. Yeah, 2% of the time. Um, You know, it's just, you you know, 98 times out of 100 that nothing is going to change in this scenario. When you move it to 4th and 15, there's a chance. You know, there's a lot of things that can happen in that play. You know, defensive holding, which is still tugging on my heartstrings very hard. Um, You know, defensive pass interference, roughing the passer. Uh, Just a great play call can can get you in there. So, you know, there can even be a a slant with a little razzle-dazzle that happens, a little backyard football. So there's a lot more options, um, and you're kind of highlighting the – ability of the players a little bit more which is something that i love i wish the nfl would implement this in because i think that it would be great to get away from those those bullshit onside kicks anyway so i i think all of those rule changes are fantastic all of them are for the betterment of the game and and really they all do better the game so i'm 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 excited to see all of them in action yeah, I'm I'm pretty pumped up, man. And uh, so I guess, you know, why don't we start by going down uh, the odds board with, you know, the futures for uh, to win the XFL championship. I don't know what it's called, uh, but we'll just start there. So, sir, the the favorites and I'm using bet 365 just because it's it's easy for me to maneuver here while we're uh, recording. But the Arlington Renegades are plus 450 to win this thing. And they are coached by Bob Stoops. So there's a little coaching pedigree, uh, a national champion, uh, big game, Bob, uh, you know, guy, I, I love, I love Bob Stoops um, on this team. Kyle calling the plays will be Kyle Sloter. I don't know if you've heard of that guy or not, uh, but he's a Sloter season, baby. It's fucking Sloter season. Yeah. The guy, he can, he can let it go. Um, not a lot of names I recognize in this wide receiver room. Um, Sean Modster, I, I think, is is he was a first round draft pick for them. Uh, the name sounds familiar. Not exactly sure who it is. Uh, maybe you have some some insight on this team, um, but they're the favorites. Maybe just because it's Bob Stoops and a, a name we know, Kyle Sloter. What, what do you think of these guys? Yeah, I think um, defensively they're going to be a tough team. Uh, you know, there's a there's a few names that popped out to me on the defense, but realistically, I think. Uh, the whole reason behind them being favorites. Uh, we saw this with the with the USFL. It didn't really matter, um, the preseason rankings. It was more so, um, you know, I mean, the, the worst team ranking-wise went damn near undefeated and and won the entire thing in the Birmingham Stallions. So uh, I think this is, it, this is purely off of Stoops' name. Uh, it's There's nothing else on that entire thing that, it, on the entire roster that blows me away. Uh, slaughter, listen, his slaughter season, um, you know, he was he was playing for, for a team that, that I was very high on in the USFL, didn't work out. Um, and, but uh, he wasn't great, you know what I mean? He, wasn't, he threw a lot of interceptions. Having, yeah, I mean, he, he I believe he led the league in interceptions. And, you know, it was... It, 
it wasn't great football out of him. You know what I mean? It was the team that he was on had a fantastic defense, and that's what got him as far as they did. Um, they ended up actually losing to the Stallions in the semifinals and, and you know, went on to, you know, become history. So, you know, I think that this really rests on the shoulder of, of, of big game Bob. Um, it's yeah. certainly not where I'm putting my money. So um, I, I don't I'm not a huge fan of them in that regards. So I, I, I'm going to I'm going to stay away from from betting the quote unquote favorite in this league. All right, cool. But uh, there is one name, actually, as I was scanning the, the list here, Marquette King, the punter. He, he's a punter base in Arlington. Yeah, he's an Arlington renegade. So, I mean, name brand right there, Marquette King. Okay, I thought maybe you would have a comment about Marquette King. Uh, no, so next I mean, up, listen, that's that's our that's our favorite punter of all time, right? You know what I mean? That, that's he's what got I'm all saying. The swag in the world. Yeah, he's got all the swag in the world. I mean, the guy's a he he had a a, a fucking rocket taped to his to his hip, and and he could punt the shit out of the ball. I, I don't know how he's still not in the NFL. Um, I mean, the Eagles could have used him this year with the shit that they fucking put out there, but. I mean, the guy's definitely on the older side of 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 life at this point. So, you know what I mean. We'll see. But even with uh, a name as big as Marquette King, I still cannot get behind Arlington in this in this that, instance. It feels good. All right. So next up on the odds board, the uh, second favorite is the San Antonio Brahmas. Now, this is a team owned by The Rock. So he owns the league. He owns this team. Uh, they're coached by Heinz Ward. So uh, this is his first head coaching gig. I don't expect much. A um, couple names will recognize another punter from LSU, Brad Wing. Uh, just a terrible collegiate punter. He made one play one time, and he's continuing to get a ride from that. So good for him being able to cash a check, um, you know, um, even though he you know, absolutely stinks. So uh, at quarterback, Kyle, they've got some names we'll know. Jack Cohn from Notre Dame looks to be QB1. Uh, for this team, they also have Anthony Russo from Michigan State. I think he played at Temple for a little bit too, uh, and Juwan Pass, who was a pretty athletic quarterback. So that's a, a crowded quarterback room. Uh, but it looks like Cone is going to be QB one. They also have Keelan Balage from Arizona State. Now he had a, a quick trip to the NFL as well, uh, so he'll be he'll be toting the rock. TJ Vasher is going to be a, a wideout. Um, that's probably the most recognizable name, but another tight end that we'll know. Alizé Mack from Notre Dame. So he was a solid, solid dude. Um, but otherwise, defensively, it looked, you know, solid, I would say. Um, but nothing really sticks out. Do you have any thoughts on this team? Yeah, this is actually my pick. Um, I I love – you and I are kind of in a different uh, boat with this Heinz Ward thing. Um, I think this is going to be another league – like the USFL, who is looking to be a a bit of a conduit or a bit of a contributor to the NFL system. Uh, we saw quite a few USFL players move to the NFL and, you know, get – I mean, we saw one who was fantastic on the on the Cowboys, the MVP Turpin. Uh, but there was a – there was quite a few players who got to go to the NFL and make rosters. And – I think that this is what the XFL wants to be as well. They want to be a, another uh, name that's kind of synonymous with the NFL as, as, as a minor league type deal. And I think that even more so than, than big game Bob, I think that having a former player who 
was as good as Heinz Ward is going to be enormous for players because Heinz Ward was always a very smart person. He played on a very good team for a very good coach and is a Hall of Famer. So, I mean, we're the, the guy understands the game. He understands each sure. position. Um, obviously, he's guy loves to block offense. Yeah, I mean, he's going to understand offensively a little bit more than defensively, but um, he's going to understand corners and he's going to understand, you know, tight ends and 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 he's going to understand everything. So I think he is going to be able to kind of resonate with people who are out of college, have a, maybe a little bit more, uh, a little more gumption to them as players. And I think he's going to speak to uh, one of the hardest things, which is guys who were in the NFL who couldn't quite stand it and kind of came down and and are kind of fighting for their way back into the NFL. I think he's the perfect type of coach to kind of help them uh, maybe even resurrect some careers. So uh, if, if I'm a player, uh, I don't think that I, you know, as much as I may respect, you know, Stoops, you know, Heinz Ward's going to be my guy that I think I would, I would rather play for. So I, I think that this is, this is going to be my favorite to win it all um, at the beginning of the season. I like, where they are offensively with some tools. Balazs fast as all hell. Uh, we should see him firing out of out of every single gap uh, on the offensive line this year. Um, and like you said, the defense is solid. So you know, I think we're gonna. This is gonna be a, a team that's that's really kind of hammering through this year. Uh, and I'm excited to watch this team, especially with with our nerd aim boys out there in 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 Cone and Alize. Yeah, a lot of a lot of Golden Domers on that team. So. Uh, I won't be joining you on betting them. Um, my my pick's coming up in a little bit. But next up on the betting board is the St. Louis Battlehawks. Now this is this is a pretty cool. Um, they have a pretty sweet logo. I would say it's a sword with some wings on it, which <laughs> it's it's pretty dope. Uh, not a big fan of their coach. It's Anthony Beck, who was a tight end in the NFL for I think eleven years with the with the Jets uh, for the the most of his career. Um, this roster, I mean, it's okay. Uh, it looks like AJ McCarron is going to be QB one and quarterback play is going to be huge in this league. Um, you know, just to, to add to that. So I think having a good quarterback is a huge, huge uh, advantage. They had Jordan, um, uh, the, the quarterback guy, Jordan. Um, was it Rogers? Rogers? No, the, the, the coach. I think it's Jordan Rogers, Jordan Palmer. Oh, Paul yeah. Palmer. Yeah. Palmer, yeah, uh, he's been doing a lot of like um, workouts with with all the quarterbacks because they're they're they want good play in the league, you know, with, with from the quarterbacks. So they they put an emphasis on that. And Jordan Palmer's like the best quarterback coach, you know, that doesn't actually work for the NFL, but he's highly sought after. He does a lot of camps and stuff. So it's pretty cool that they they you know got this guy to to coach up these, you know. B level, C level quarterbacks. So, uh, AJ McCarron, QB one. Um, I don't recognize any of these these running backs. I know Letty Brown uh, was a running back at West Virginia that was was pretty decent. Um, not a lot to write home about here, but AJ McCarron, he's got some snaps in the NFL. He almost won a playoff game as a rookie. What do you think about this team? Yeah, I, I mean, I think you kind of hit on all of it. You know what I mean? It's it's going to be a this is going to be a team that kind of I feel is kind of mid-tier. I think that they're going to be around a 500 team. Uh, they don't blow me away. I, I'm sorry, but I don't see A.J. McCarron 
taking anybody through to a championship. Um, you know, this was actually the team, if you remember correctly, that when when it all started up, you know, those those few short years ago, we were Battlehawks fans and we were riding and dying. And, and you know, it's it's a much different team than than what it was then. So we'll see. Um I'm, I'm not expecting a ton from this team. I think this is a 500 team. Um, you know, I, I just, I, I can't put any sort of championship hopes on a team that's quarterbacked by AJ McCarron. But with that being said, I think we could see some quarterback movement. Uh, we saw it heavily with the USFL. Um, you know, they kind of, you know, over the, as the season goes on different teams kind of figure out different players that work better. So, uh, you know, we'll see if he's actually a starter for the whole season or if he just shuts me up. But I think this is a 500 football team. All right. Well, I hope the next team is a little bit better than 500. This is going to be my my team. I'm hitching my wagon to the Seattle Sea Dragons. They are coached by Jim Hazlitt, who was a, a you know, not a great NFL coach, but he I think he was coach of the year once, um, which is pretty cool. But this is going to be a fun team, Kyle. The Offensive coordinator for my Seattle Sea Dragons is June Jones. You know, the guy loves to throw it around the yard. So who do we have at quarterback? Ben DiNucci. Ben DiNucci took some snaps for the or the uh, the Cowboys. Backing him up is going to be Steven Montez and Brian Lewerke. Those are some names I know. Uh, Lewerke is a Michigan State guy. Montez is a Colorado guy. So even if the, the DiNucci doesn't work out, there's two names I know and are pretty decent. Um, also, Kyle, little 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 NFL guy you may remember. Do you know who I'm talking about? Josh Late Gordon. Josh Gordon. Yeah, it's the one I thought. Yeah, guy can't pass a drug test, but you know maybe he can catch some balls here in the XFL. So if I have you know Jim Hazlitt and an ex NFL coach, a pretty pretty decent one at one point in his career, June Jones as an offensive coordinator. Ben DiNucci spinning the rock and Josh Gordon on the receiving end. I think this is a championship team. I'm taking them to win the XFL championship at plus 550. Yeah, I, I listen, this is who my other team that I was kind of going back and forth uh, with, with the with the Brahmas with. You know, I think that this is a team who, listen, Gordon's issues have never been his ability. It's been his ability to stay on the field. And now weed's legal. So what the fuck is he not going to be able to play for? So that's kind of how I feel about that. When that guy is healthy and doing his thing, he is, he was one of the most dominant wide receivers for a, you know, few year span that we were watching. Um, It looked like he was going to be the next thing. And uh, he was fantastic to watch. He runs great routes. I mean, if he still has it left, that's, I think, the biggest question. Does he still have enough left in the tank? And if he still does, I mean, I don't know anybody. I, I kind of went through all the corners in this league to kind of see some that I liked. I don't know if there's anybody who can really kind of shut him down safety or cornerback-wise or kind of help him. There's going to be a lot of doubles on this team. Um, and then, like you said, adding in the Danuch, man, the, the Danucher in there as, as a, as a quarterback, that's guy was meaningful NFL snaps and for a good organization in the Dallas Cowboys. I know I'm an Eagles fan, but 
as a whole, the Dallas Cowboys organization is a good organization. Um, there was a time where, you know, as he was playing, some people were kind of blown away and saying, oh, let's give this guy a little bit of a, of a, of a, you know, a look here. And I mean, it faded out very quickly, but you know, for a couple, a couple quarters there, man, this guy looked like, uh, like he might be taking over a little bit. So, you know, I think this was the team I was going, kind of going back and forth with, um, you know, that, that Josh Gordon thing, man, that thing is huge. If, if that guy's got anything left, this shit is, is going to hit the fan with him and Danucci. So, um, I, I think it's a very astute team for you. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they also have a running back that led me to, um, uh, college football playoff in fantasy, Scotty Phillips. He was an old miss running back. He can kind of do it all. Uh, when you're an old miss, you got to catch a lot of balls. So uh, I think he fits right in with this, this June Jones offense. So I, I can't wait to see him and maybe he's a breakout candidate. Guess who's back back again. My bookies back. Tell a friend. That's right. DJ's proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie. But just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy. Insane. Maybe even a little mad. If you're still on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones, or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, Anywhere, use the promo code DGENS to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. 
How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Um, but next up, Kyle, the Vegas Vipers. They're plus 650. I'm not interested in this team at all. Now, when we were going through the, the draft for the XFL, you know, six months or eight months ago, our guy, our Philadelphia Stars quarterback, Brian Scott, was slated to be QB1 of this team. So we're like, well, that's it. We're, we're Vegas Vipers fans. Let's buy shirts. Thankfully, we didn't because this week, yeah. uh, the Vipers and Brian Scott mutually agreed to part ways and the Vipers signed Brett Hundley to be QB one. So uh, Rod Woodson is the coach of this team. I don't put a lot of, a lot of stock in that, but you, you probably do with your description of Heinz Ward. So maybe you, you think a little bit more about this team. Um, but I, I think Brett Hundley is a bum and I think he'll be a bum even in the XFL. Um, I'm looking down the roster here. It, you know, they have Luis Perez backing him up, who was a USFL guy, serviceable. Um, not much else is really sticking out. They they do have Martavis Bryant. So uh, that that's a, a Clemson receiver. He had a, a cup of coffee with the Pittsburgh Steelers. What do you know about this team? Do you like anything? I, I mean, and don't tell me you like them because they, they got rid of our guy. You know, I'm I'm not a huge fan of them. Uh, I mean, my issue is the same issue as you. Uh, it's a personal issue. Um, like Brian Scott's a fucking stud. The fact that you're not doing everything you can to keep this guy is beyond me. But with that being said, um, I do put more stock in in Woodson coaching this team than you do. I like ex players who are in this kind of role. Um, for all the same reasons I, I, I said about Heinz Ward, I, I don't want to beat a dead horse about it. Um, you know, I do put more stock into it because I think these guys get a better idea and, and get kind of more respect and, and better following than some of these other guys. Um, but with that being said, the team as a whole, I'm not overly fond of, uh, I do, however, believe that Martavis Bryant is going to create some problems on the field uh, for opposing defenses. Uh, like you said, he he had a, a cup of coffee with the Steelers, but man, he got a large cup of coffee, man. That guy was fucking really hard to stop while he was out there. Uh, you know, there was, I remember drafting him. I think I want to say like in a fourth round of a fantasy league that I was on and I'm pretty good at fantasy and to have drafted him that high, I know expectations were high for him. So, I mean, this was a guy who had a ton of promise in the league. Um, I know he had some issues off the field as well, which kind of, uh, you know, helped lead to him being out of the league. So <clears throat> this is another guy, though, that I think is going to cause a lot of issues for defenses. Uh, but personally, I just don't think it's enough to, to really put anything on this Vipers team. Yeah, there's another guy on this Vipers team that we were talking about pre-show, Vic Beasley. He had uh, yes. 15 and a half sacks in 2016 with the Atlanta Falcons. And, you know, here he is. He's going to be rushing the quarterback against these schlubs. Um, there was a, a, a study that I saw. I stumbled across, you know, with all these number crunchers and bean counters. And they determined 
that Vic Beasley's 15 and a half sacks were the luckiest sacks in NFL history uh, that he didn't create any quarterback pressure. He kind of just fell into him like stray hand and Brett Favre. <laughs> and you know what? It's, it's so funny because this was a guy that came out of Clemson and was highly touted, um, you know, uh, as kind of a, a do it all type of, of guy. I mean, he was, in my opinion, and, you know, correct me if, if you disagree here. Um, but in my opinion, there was when he came out, a lot of people who thought he was going to be uh, the equivalent of a guy like Mika Parsons. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he no, was he was going to be rushed. Yeah, just just a, a murderous guy rushing through the lines um, and also can can can, uh, you know, sit back in some pass coverage and 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 stop the run like he was a guy who was like looked at as as you know what Mika Parsons is and it's just so funny because you know he's one of the guys that you sit back and you look at and you go how the hell is this guy still not in the league like he had everything he had so much promise and everything and you know then you got the like you said the bean counters thrown that out at you and it's just fucking hilarious man it's awesome yeah it really it really made me laugh i was like man that guy was a bum i was like but he had 16 <laughs> sacks oh they were the luckiest <laughs> in nfl history that's that's pretty funny um yeah yeah so next up uh at seven to one is the houston roughnecks now they are coached by wade phillips uh ex-cowboys coach pretty good pedigree there um this team, they have they have some nice pieces. Cole McDonald looks to be the QB one. Now he was also he has Hawaii ties. He uh, you know, he would sling it out there 65 times a game. So this guy, he's never met a throw he didn't think he couldn't make, if you follow me on that. Not always good. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, but thinks he can make every throw. So that that should be that should be pretty cool to watch. Um they have, let's see, at, at running back, another piece that I like is Max Borgie, who was a little guy uh, from Washington State. He, he was out there toting a rock for Coach Mike Leach. Rest in peace. Love that guy. So uh, do, do you know anything about this team? I, I feel like those are the only the only two pieces I really like. And, um, you know, maybe Wade Phillips can get this team coached up to be serviceable, but I, I don't think they're a threat to win the league. Yeah, I mean, I I think you you hit on the points. You even are bringing up two guys. I knew about the quarterback, um, but even you're bringing up a running back that I'm I'm not overly familiar with. Uh, you know, I, I looking at the team as a whole, you know, there's a reason that they're as low as they are because their roster construction doesn't look to be fantastic. Um, we could always see a few things that kind of change throughout the year. I think the big thing here is Wade Phillips, though. I mean, this is a guy who was a good coach throughout the league. And, you know, like you said, he has some pedigree. So, you know, if if somebody wants to throw a small flyer on it based, you know, squarely off of the fact that Wade Phillips is coaching this team and anything can happen, especially when you have um, a a quarterback that's as confident as you have, because that's one of the big things about this league is confidence, right? Uh, Scooby right. Wright in the USFL wrecked everything. And he wasn't an overly great player, but he was confident as all fuck. He was out there with his fucked up haircut, out there licking shit and, and doing the dog dance and shit. I mean, the guy was fucking all over the place. So, you know, confidence is huge in a league like this. And if you have a quarterback who's confident coming in, that's that's really, really big. And uh, the combination of that with a very good coach could could end up 
you know, bringing you home a couple shekels. So this was a team that I looked at specifically, like like you said, because of the quarterback and the coach that could be a, one of those long shot hitters, kind of like we saw with the Stallions. Right. Um, so next up on the odds board, the D.C. Defenders, uh, they have the best home field. Uh, you know, if you remember back in the in the you know the the 2020 version of the xfl the fans had like the beer snake where they put all the the cups together and stuff i mean this was a raucous raucous crowd so that you know that that will probably pick back up uh they're coached by reggie barlow um who i I actually don't know too much about do you know anything about reggie barlow no i i he was he was the one coach here that kind of stood out to me as somebody who was on on the unknown side um so it's it's somebody who I'm intrigued to see play. And, well, he's not playing. Where these go. That's yeah. what I mean. See see how he how he um, allows his pieces to play. Is, is gotcha. What I meant. All right. So it looks like he played eight seasons in the NFL with the Jags, the Raiders, and the Bucks as a receiver and a kick returner. He coached thirteen uh, seasons for HBCU uh, before joining the XFL. So. Uh, looks like he was 83 and 58 in the eight seasons at Alabama State. So who knows? Maybe he's 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 got a little something. Maybe he's got a little Dion in him. Uh, but playing quarterback we'll is Jordan Te'amu. So uh, he's a USFL guy, formerly an XFL guy. There's a lot of Jordan Te'amu uh, truthers out there that think he's he's the greatest thing ever. I'm not a big big Jordan Te'amu fan. Um, maybe you are. You know, that's a that's a nice piece. He'll be throwing the Katie Cannon, which is a name you might remember from Baylor, who was like a a pretty shifty guy. Uh, he could make some things happen. Um, beyond that, not a lot of names I know on this this team. Um, so, you know, maybe that's why they're they're down the odds board a little bit. Do you know anything about them, or is this a team that you're passing over? Uh, to be honest, when, when I was going through the teams and looking through the rosters and, and the coaching staffs and, and kind of learning more and more about these teams, um, all I needed to see was one name, and that was Jordan Te'amu. This was a guy that we were huge on when we talked about the USFL and how he was going to you know, be on that team and he was going to lead them, and he fucking sucked. Yeah. And it was – it kind of took us back a little bit, I think, to going, what the hell? Like, we were kind of on top of this guy. We kind of thought he was going to be perfect for this league, and he was going to – he's one of these kind of uh, dual-threat guys who can move, and this is going to be good because the game's not as fast as the NFL. This might be perfect. And he was shit, man. And I think that's one of the problems that this team's going to run into. And, you know, you're not going to win this league if you don't have a good quarterback. So – um, immediately, you know, the combination of me not knowing a ton about the coach, um, like I said, I, I saw the, the, you know, the stat that you said where, you know, his, his record in college and things, listen, it's, it's, it's hard for me to put that guy into a level with some of the other coaches out there. Um, I mean, does he prove us wrong this year? Maybe, but I mean, how am I supposed to put him and what he did in that college against Wade Phillips. How am I supposed to put him against Stoops who, who, who's, you know, coaching big time schools. You know what I mean? It's, it's, Mm -hmm. there's a, a big difference. I mean, listen, Dion was great at his college 
and then went to Colorado. I mean, it's not like he got, you know, invited to be a head coach of, you know, you know, some SEC powerhouse, you know what I mean? So it's, it's, there's a considerable step up from where those guys were to even regular colleges, let alone guys who were past college coaching against guys who had, you know, very good tenures in, in the NFL. So, you know, it was the combination of, of that and Tayamu that I, I, I immediately wrote this team off. I stand by it. Fuck Jordan Tayamu. I don't want anything to do with him. This uh, mail it in. Fuck this team. All right. Um, the Orlando Guardians are the favorite to finish last. They're eight to one. Um, their head coach is Terrell Buckley. Uh, that's a, a name I know uh, just because he was a really good cornerback in the NFL for a long time. Um, won a Super Bowl with the Patriots. Then he was a college coach. Um, and it looks like a guy named Drew Plitt is going to be series one, snap one uh, quarterback. Uh, looks like he was a ball state quarterback. So he he spent a lot of time in the Mac. So I don't know how that how that's going to going to go. In fact, he had a losing record there. He was 39 and 40 for his career. But sitting behind him in the QB two chair is DeAndre Francois. Now he played in the you know, fan controlled football league. Uh, but he was, man, I just remember watching this kid at Florida state, Kyle, and he would get absolutely rocked and just keep getting up. And he was like a skinny thing. He's like a string bean, but I think he's tough. I think he can make all the throws. Uh, so I, I would look for him to win this job, you know, somewhere down the road. They also have a guy, Matt Elam, who played in the NFL, uh, was a pretty highly touted corner. So they have some nice pieces, I like this team a lot more if Francois was playing quarterback. Um, do you know anything about him? Uh, are you behind this team? What do you What do you think? So I looked at this team, and this was uh, the team that was kind of an enigma to me out of all the teams that I, I kind of went through because the combination that I were, you know, pretty similar to you, I loved watching Francois play, uh, you know, I remember sitting, you know, at our at our house. We were living together when this guy was was you know toting the ball for Florida State, and you know we'd watch him. We'd call him the Frenchman, and you know it was it was fun to watch that Florida State team. I mean, we were not Florida State fans, but it was fun to watch that team because he was getting fucked up by that offensive line. It was crazy that they could not block for him. Um, but you know, it was a combination of of him. I don't know who Plitt is, um, but like you, I think well, he, that Francois wins yeah, he that played job. It, he played at Ball State, so there's really – unless you were watching football with me on Wednesday nights in November, you wouldn't know who he is. Yeah, and, and I might have and still not know who he is. So that, True. that seems to be a problem. But I think the Frenchman takes this job over as well. Um, they have a couple pieces when you go through their team um, – that even names that I kind of recognize. So, you know, overall, I don't think they're a bad team. I, I'm excited to watch what happens on this team because, like you said, um, their head coach is a former NFL corner. And I think that what you learn as a corner in the NFL is one of the biggest things that you can teach for – teams in places like this. So I think secondary is going to be the number 
two most important thing on the field in this league besides a quarterback. And I think with the tutelage that this guy is going to all that that Buckley's going to offer is going to be huge. I think that this team could end up being a very very tough out in this league. And um, this was kind of the enigma. This is the team that I want to watch. I want to see this team play. I want to kind of see what we're looking at after week one. Maybe I can kind of make a better feeling either, either, you know, with them or without them at that point. Um, but I, I really want to see this team. This was the team that kind of threw me through the loop the most. Yeah. And I mean, they have a couple, a couple nice wideouts that, you know, hopefully the Frenchman can work with Eli Rogers, who you might remember was a, a Pittsburgh Steeler for a little while. And then uh, they also have yeah. Cody Latimer, who was, uh, he was a Bronco before, he, you know, and then he, he finished up his career with the Giants. So, I mean, you've got two guys with NFL pedigree out there. Um, Eli Rogers, he, you know, he likes his his um, substance abuse. So, I mean, you know, maybe the guy's not out there very long or maybe he is. Maybe he's put that behind him. But so what I'm going to do, Kyle, um, I think, you know, this team, if everything goes their way, if Francois wins that job or if Plitt is serviceable, I think this team can maybe grow into something. Um, so they are the long shot on the board at eight to one. They're also on the other, they're in the South division. So I'm going to take them at eight to one to win the championship. And then I'm also going to, uh, you know, I'm on the Seattle sea dragons. They're in the North division. So that way I have one of each and maybe they can meet each other. Or if not, you know, you can at least profit with a, um, you know, a five fifty and an 800 out there. So. Yeah, I, 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 like I said, I, I like both of them. Um, and listen, like, like you said, Elam is a first round pick uh, yeah. for Baltimore. So this is a guy that you know is now going to be coached by a guy who was in the NFL and did what he was looking to do. So you know, you could be looking potentially at a shutdown corner for this defense too, which would be huge. So. Like you said, I, I, I like a little flyer. I might throw a little flyer on this one, too. I think the team that I'm going to be on is going to be um, this team and the Brahmas. Those, those are kind of the two teams that I I like the most, um, you know, the, the Brahmas. But this team, I think, is just an enigma that's really, really fun and cool to see kind of how it's going to, you know, fall into something. So, And I'm never going to be upset having some money on the Frenchman. Yeah, I mean, we just need him to go ahead and win that job. So, uh, DeAndre, if you're listening to this, buddy, you know, win win the job. Beat beat Drew Plitt. Guy's a bum. All right, so, you know, the reason we're doing this show is because these guys start this week. So, we, we've got two games on Saturday, Kyle. The the uh, first game is at 3 o'clock. The Vegas Vipers, they're three-point dogs playing the Arlington Renegades. Do you have a side in this game? Um, so I'm finding it very difficult to figure out which side I'm going to be on, uh, in these games. My biggest thing this, this first week for, for these games is I like the overs. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to play a side in this game. Uh, what, what do we have the over under at? Uh, the over under is 36 and a half. Yes. Yeah, so I'm. I'm going to play the over in this game. Um, you know, we talked about it pre-show. Uh, the the act, the USFL, when it started, they kind of had, um, you know, there were a, a few low-scoring games week one, and it was, uh, 
you know, especially early on, you know, even in the first couple weeks, there were low scoring games. It was, uh, you know, there wasn't a ton of offense being played. The, the teams kind of had to figure themselves out. Um, and I think we're seeing that, at, you know, you mentioned pre-show. It seems a little bit like a, a, of an overcorrection. And I think you're dead on with this. So I, I'm going to be on the over in this game. That's kind of where I'm going to sit. I think that these teams can all get to 20 points in this first week. And uh, I'm excited to, to watch the games and kind of see where we are. But uh, I'm, I'm on the over in this first game. All right. I like the over there. Uh, 36 and a half is begging for um, some over action. So I will oblige. I will join in uh, the 36 and a half. I, I like the Jordan Palmer angle, you know, since, you know, he was working with all these guys. I think that, um, you know, we're going to see good quarterback play right out of the gate. So um, with that, I don't think that Brett Hundley is going to be any good. So I'm going to take the Arlington Renegades. I'm going to lay the three because I'm a moron and I'm laying three points week one in a brand new league. So uh, give me the Arlington Renegades. Next up, we've got the Orlando Guardians. They are three-point dogs and they are playing the Houston Roughnecks. The total on this one is 35 and a half. So what uh what are you doing here? Are you taking a side or is this just another over? Uh it's gonna be an over, but you know what? I'm also gonna put um I'm also gonna throw a unit down on, on Orlando. Um okay. I'm not a roughneck, I'm not a roughneck guy. Uh, you know, I I, I want to see what this game is. This was one of the games that um I felt comfortable with giving three up here. Uh I think you know, we we talked about it. There's there's some intrigue on this Orlando team. So it's going to be, it's going to be fun to watch and, you know, you got to bet aside somewhere, but I'm definitely taking the over and then I'm going to, I'm going to give the points away here. I'm sorry. I'm going to take the points here. You're going to take and, them. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, and, and take this team. Yeah. I'm taking them with you. I'm, I'm taking the Orlando guardians plus the three. I'm taking the over 35 and a half. Um, you know, and the reason I think we're on the overs is because, you know, in the USFL, the first couple of weeks, they were all just blind ship unders. I think the books overcorrected for that. I, I think they're expecting that again, but these, these numbers are a little bit lower than what we saw. Um, you know, the USFL openers, I, I don't think the mid forties is out of, out of reach here. So maybe we can get, maybe we go three and one, um, but I'm, I'm taking it over here as well. So uh, next up on Sunday, the three o'clock uh, matchup is the St. Louis battle Hawks against the San Antonio Brahmas. Uh, the battle Hawks are laying two and a half on the road. The total on this one also 36. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go over here. Uh, this is two teams that could end up scoring a little bit of points here. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of the Brahmas here. Uh, uh, I, I'm going to take the points. I, I think they're outrun. I'm on a, I'm on a, on a money line here. You got me back? Yeah, I got you back. Oh, okay, I lost yeah, you. sorry. Sorry there about that. Um, I, I'm good. Yep. Okay, all right, cool. Uh, yeah, I'm 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 back on the Brahmas here. Um, I'm going to I'm going to take the money line here for the Brahmas. I think they're the better team overall. And uh they're they're who I'm on here. So I, I think I'm going to go over and the Brahmas money line. <laughs> Nice. Um, yeah, I, I guess I guess I'm going to go with you. I'm going to take the Brahmas because that's that's got a lot of our Irishmen on there. Jack Cohn, the statue, he covered a lot of two and a halves in college. So um, give me the two and a half points 
and I'll, I'll just I'll come with you on the over. Uh, next up, sir, the Seattle Sea Dragons, my squad against the DC Defenders. The the Dragons are a one point dog. Um, total thirty six. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I'm on the over here and the Dragons money line as well. I I think they're I think they're the better squad in this in this game. And you know, I, it, this like you said, I think I think these games should be kind of sitting in in the low to mid 40s. I think they should all be around 42 and a half, 43 and a half. Um, you know, right around that 45 range, maybe. Um, all these 30s, I think, are low. And uh, you know, I think Seattle's the better team here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump on it with you, um, and and let's 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 take them here, and uh, and I'm gonna take the over. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm gonna take the the Sea Dragons. I'm gonna take the one because uh, I get the whole point for five extra cents. It looks like the the money line is minus one ten both ways. So I'm gonna take the extra point at the minus one fifteen. Um, you know, I'll take the over thirty six. I just don't see how anybody stops Josh Gordon. If if the Nooch can get him the ball, awesome. Um, but you know, with the the expedited play clock, there's going to be a lot of extra plays, Kyle. So I like the overs here, and I think it. You know, uh, overs. You know, we talked about it with with slop. People like to bet on human achievement. They like to see people do things to score. Um, but in this league, you know, with what we saw in the USFL last year, and then in the XFL. Uh, several years prior, the under was the sharp move. So I think taking the over here is contrarian. Plus, it may allow us to have a little bit of fun watching these games. So I think that's the move. I think that's the move we have to make. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Nice. All right. So we've, we've made, you know, a lot of picks here. We made a lot of picks on this show. Uh, it's an XFL show. We're going to have it every week for the the culmination of the season. So uh, is there anything else you want to talk about before we let the, let the folks go? Uh, well, I mean, you know, we kind of hit XFL games here. Went through the went through futures. Um, is this where we want to unload on our. No, no, we don't want to do that because your, your service the is year. No, no, we're not going to do that. NFL, Kyle, your service is terrible. So this is where you just or say we want to. This is where you say adios, muchachos. Yeah, sorry, I. Uh, you know, it's 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 a pain being here. I don't know yeah, what's just, going on with the service around here. So adios, muchachos. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't 
win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. 